Hey, hey, hey! Greetings, Popheads, and welcome to issue 24 of 3BZine Presents Popcast, a.k.a. the Tomcast Popcast. This is the only pop culture podcast that knows the real reason that Steve Rogers retired and stayed in the past. That's right, sports gambling. Cap's gonna be rich, baby! All right. (laughs) (laughs) Please follow the show at Tomcast underscore Popcast on Twitter and at the Tomcast underscore Popcast on Instagram. Today, I am joined once again by the always honest Roger Smith. I am here once more. Exomega Gold himself on the Instagrams and on the Twitters. Yes, yes. Follow along for all the cool pop culture stuff that Roger likes to post about. Yeah, it's there every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) There's things. Things There are things, yes. Roger, uh, before we get really going here, uh, yeah. not that they need or want our promotional value <laughs> that we bring to the table, sure. uh, but what are we drinking tonight? Tonight, we are starting with the Modern Times Booming Rollers. This is their uh, seasonal IPA. It's uh, 50 IBUs. Uh, the hops in it are Citra, Motuika, and Centennial. And the ABV's on here somewhere. I think it's a million. Yeah, it's clearly a million. (laughs) (laughs) They usually do on the side. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah, 6.8. Yeah, I just figured it was with all their other stats. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, 6.8%. This one has an amazing nose bite. This one is always one I'm excited for when it comes back out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of wish it was one of the regulars, but um, definitely one of my favorite of their seasonal stuff. Yeah, mine too. Um, You know, booming booming roller season... Debuted, I think, uh, gosh, beginning of March-ish or so. Yeah, sure. Uh, but the cans are still on the market, and they're holding up nicely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan, so I, I kind of stocked up. Yeah, there's no fallout at all. It tastes really good. All right, so that's going to be the, uh, the the social lubricant we need to be less awkward around each other so we can have a real conversation. I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could drink in high school. Uh, it would have yeah. saved us all the weird, awkward moments. Yeah, it would have been even better. Or made them worse. Yes. All right, let's dive into some of the awesome pop culture things that have happened recently. Let's start with the, the big news. Yeah. Well, there's lots of big news, but let's start with this one. Yesterday it was announced that there are going to be three new Star Wars movies being released in alternating years starting December of 2022. Yeah, that one is uh, that was a good announcement. That's a great announcement. Now, they, they, have, they didn't really put much detail into no. this announcement. Like, we don't know if this is a new trilogy. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a reasonable assumption that it is. Yeah, might be. But other than that, we, have, we, know, we know nothing. We know nothing. It's all speculation. But we are going to get three new movies mm-hmm. starting in 2022. That leaves us a nice little gap, though, I guess, to kind of uh, get our Star Wars palettes cleansed. Yeah, which I think at this point is probably a good idea. I think uh, people for a minute were suffering from Star Wars fatigue, which is not something I don't think we've ever experienced before. So I think it'll be good to kind of, you know, once nine rolls up and wraps up, uh, we'll have a little bit of time to take a breather and see how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's, and it should be fairly interesting, too, because, I mean, it's not going to be as if Star Wars is going to go away for three years. Yeah. You know, there's there's going to be plenty of Star Wars content coming at us uh, via the Disney Plus app. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mandalore show is going to start, I believe that debuts the day that the app drops. Oh, really? That's awesome. Uh, which I believe is November 12th. Yeah. So we get that. I'm assuming there'll be more than one season of it. Yeah. So that may be kind of like the thing that fills the void. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's also a new animated series in the works, too. Uh, yeah, or at least rumors so. of one. Yeah, I think they're working on something, and so, they already have a few things. Yeah, and you know, Marvel happening. Marvel's doing a great job publishing Star Wars comics right now. So mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars is still going to be around, but for the for the movie going audience only, they're not going to have to 
worry about being inundated with Star Wars stuff, I suppose. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a good thing. I mean, we've always kind of had stuff in the background that the the real Star Wars nerds really got into. You know, we've we've always had our like expanded lore and especially like video games and stuff like that. So um, I think we're going to keep ourselves, you know, pretty satiated up until the new movies with that extra content mm-hmm. if you really want to. But if not, then you're going to feel, you know, nice and refreshed when the new ones come out. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to look at it. And uh, I, I, I'm kind of glad that they decided to reassess mm-hmm. the 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 saturation of Star Wars films. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't hate on Solo as much as a lot of people did. No, um, I thought it was but, all right. It was but a decent there, movie. But, but there were missteps. Yeah, no, definitely. So this this may be a good thing in the long run. We got J.J. coming back to, to finish out the trilogy, his yeah. trilogy, um, yeah. which I think is, what, December 16th, December 12th, something like that? Yeah, yeah, uh, early December, I believe. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker, which, yeah, I think we're all going to be at that one. So oh, yeah. No definitely. worries there. <laughs> uh, the, the thing I took from this news that I found actually the most disturbing, though, mm-hmm. and which, which I might have to categorize as, as made me feel a bit dead inside, <laughs> um, was the shocking number of Avatar movies that are coming out. Oh, yeah. that I thought that was just kind of put on the back burner and then probably not going to happen. I, I mean, with as little as we've heard about it. It listed, like, four more Avatar movies. Yeah. Like, after the third Star Wars is Avatar 5. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> Avatar is a film that, um, you know, I don't hate Avatar. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it's, it was fine. It hasn't aged insanely well and the story is pretty simplistic and I yeah. mean, you use unobtainium to name an element that you can't obtain yeah. so you're not striking all the most original notes but uh, you know I mean, visually it's fun to look at yeah that's true I mean yeah I, I didn't even see the movie when it first came out I think I saw it when it came back to theaters again with extended footage or something and you know it was it was fine. I yeah, didn't fine. dislike it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely like kind of a generic story, more or less. You know, it was, like they said, dances with wolves in space. You dances know? with wolves, Pocahontas. All, yeah, you know, a lot definitely. of that. Uh, you know, uh, a so, colonialism kind of. Yeah, uh, definitely kind of trope in there. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, no, it's just I didn't think it would catch on. Like, it doesn't feel like since the movies come out that there have been people clamoring for more. Well, apparently this is this is what uh, why James Cameron decided to to give his endorsement and, and blessing to to relaunching the Terminator franchises. I think the guy needed cash because he Probably. has a lot of Avatar movies to make. <laughs> yeah, possibly. And, and weird. wow, um, so that was <laughs> that was the shocking part of the news. Yeah, yeah, that one surprised me too. So <laughs> we're gonna see how that turns out. I don't yeah, know. I mean, you know, I. I, I I am a fan of a great many James Cameron movies. Yeah. But since Titanic, <laughs> it's been a little spotty for me. It's been hit or miss, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, good luck, James. <laughs> Dropping today was HBO's first trailer for oh, yes. their new Watchmen series. Yeah. Now, if anybody doesn't doesn't remember, uh, Watchmen is, is the amazing, legendary... Uh, held in high reg- high regard, high esteem, graphic novel released by uh, by DC back in like '85, written mm-hmm. by Alan Moore with yep. art by Dave Gibbons. It's it's a seminal work. It's considered liter- literature. Yep. Um, and uh, Zack Snyder made a film of it. Gosh, how long ago was that? Two thousand eight ish. Yeah, that was like early superhero movie era. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, and he did he did a pretty pretty straightforward adaptation of the comic. Yeah. Um, very very heavily inspired by Dave Gibbons' uh, artwork, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, was interesting, but though, though some people kind of railed against how literal an adaptation it was. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
there is a new version of Watchmen coming, mm-hmm. and uh, this is be- is being touted as a um, modern day retelling. Okay, which I don't. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, being helm- uh, headed headed up, helmed. I don't know either either yeah. one you want to use uh, by Damon Lindelof of, okay. of Lost Fame. Oh, okay. So he's the he's the man behind uh, that project. Hmm. And today we've you know this has been something that's talked about for a while, but yeah. this is the first time we've actually seen any any actual footage from the show, and it's got a it's got a cast to it that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Regina King is in this. Uh, uh, Jeremy Irons is, is an older version of Ozymandias. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Don Johnson is in this show. This show. Oh wow. Yeah, there's uh, there's some things going on in this show. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a chance to check out the trailer? Yeah, I watched it today. Um, yeah, I was looking at the trailer, and I'm glad you mentioned that it was the modern day retelling because I'm like, is this supposed to be like a sequel to the movie? Is it like a reboot? You know, where in the timeline is this? Yeah. So it looks like then they're just going to be taking more inspiration from the comic as opposed to retelling the story. You know, I, I'm not sure there's still so much non-information out there about this yeah. show. I mean, the, the impression I got from it was that it seemed almost like like a post-Watchmen yeah. take. Like, yeah, like, that's what I got from it, too. You know, like Rorschach's kind of like martyred, and, mm-hmm. and now there's like many Rorschachs. <laughs> the cult of Rorschach, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I could be... Totally wrong about that. That could it could just be a simple retelling, no. you know, a more modernized version of the of the story. Uh, but the trailer's intriguing. Yeah, yeah, it looks interesting. It, it looks like it's going to go a lot of different directions, but that's kind of what Watchmen's known for. So. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about this. This is uh, HBO's first attempt to, uh, to to adapt a comic book, I suppose, a comic book property. Yeah, that's true. And so uh, I, I I am I am a unabashed. Lost lover, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm happy to see what Lindelof cooks up for the show. Yeah, should be and, good. Uh, I'm, yeah, it's it's gonna debut this fall. No exact release date, but uh, I'm assuming we'll start getting more stuff kind of leading up to the release date. Maybe something big at Comic Con, maybe. Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'm kind of just waiting for Comic Con to see what all the good news is gonna be because there's a lot of stuff we're you know still waiting to hear. Not only Watchmen, but you know just all over so yeah it, it will comic con will be interesting again this year because uh you know marvel's at marvel studios has kind of slowly reduced their presence at comic con and now there's yeah. basically nothing for them to, to come and do anymore mm-hmm. you know uh, spider-man's gonna be released before comic con even happens uh, yeah that's true which leads me into my next uh topic segway <laughs> and uh will time travel just one day yeah. yesterday <laughs> monday <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home released a new trailer, and it's spoilerific. Oh, yeah. So I guess, I mean, I, you know, kind of, it's kind of been, been implied already that spoilers are happening, but Roger, let's hit the alarm. Take us to Red Alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the alarm has sounded. Okay, the new Far From Home trailer starts off, and it's, it's right off the get-go. You know oh, yeah. you know how Endgame ends. <laughs> yep. You know who's off the table. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I thought this is cool because uh, there had been uh, some some theories bandied about that uh, that possibly this movie is going to take place before Infinity War. Yeah, like the prequel type thing. Yeah, you know, like uh, set just prior to the events of Infinity War, and that yeah, this was, yeah, kind of like Ant Man was Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp, and would kind of lead, lead up to those events. But mm-hmm. no, 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 this is going to be the first post Endgame yeah. movie, and it looks pretty badass. Yeah, it really does. Now. 
okay, it seems a little convenient that apparently Peter and all of his friends were all snapped out of existence. Not one of them aged without anybody else around. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave that to comic book odds. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I mean, why you know 50, 50, 50 odds? I suppose, right? Yeah, I mean, anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna roll with it. Yeah, Marvel movie magic. There you go. And we're just gonna let it happen. Um, I guess the biggest. Uh, hmm. I guess my first question, Mm -hmm. my biggest question about this trailer to you, Roger Smith. Yes. Is Mysterio full of shit? Oh, he's got to be. He's got to be full of shit. Right? I I want it to be like he's going to be like the fake mentor. Like Peter tries to have him as his new Tony in his life. And then that just gets pulled out from under him. I kind of was on the same same thread as you with with that. And, um, you know, maybe... Maybe Mysterio's not necessarily lying about being from an alternate Earth or an alternate yeah. reality. I, I'm willing to buy into that. I, and I actually hope that's true. But I think I, I think uh, we're all going to be questioning his motives. Yeah. And I, my assumption is that Nick Fury questions his motives, too. Yeah. Because there's that Spider-Man stealth suit yeah. for Spider-Man to sneak around in. So if Spider-Man's sneaking around, he's spying on people. Yep. That's what He's up for. to dirty Nick Fury <laughs> Skullduggery. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm okay with. Yeah, that's always a fun thing. Because, yeah, I mean, like, why would Nick Fury just trust some random guy who says he's from another Earth? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, right on. Like, how can I help? <laughs> Very true. That's a Nick Fury thing to question everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I, I, I love the misdirection that they're, that they're going yeah. for here. And I, I think they did misdirection very, very well in, in the last Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. in, in Homecoming. Yeah. Misdirection was fantastic in that film. You know the the, the 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 big reveal when you find out that uh, Vulture is is the girl's do- the girl's dad. Yeah, that was that was a great, really twist. well played, yeah. oh, and and added a lot to the uh, the uh, dramatic tension for the characters. And oh. so, yeah, I think they're kind of setting us up for something like that a little bit again. And like you said, uh, you know, Peter's obviously going to be looking for a mentor, yeah. father type figure. And it looks like uh, Mysterio might fill that void for a little while. He's even got like a rad Tony kind of goatee going on. Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely fitting the part. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, you know, for anybody not familiar with Mysterio, I mean, this is kind of his bag. Yeah. Is is is, is the, the tricks and illusions and and, yeah. mis, and, and misdirection. I mean, yeah. he, he's a in the comic books he was a special effects guy. Yeah. And uh, but he did wrong, and then he <laughs> turned to villainy. <laughs> As is the case more often than not in comic books. Yeah, but I think that's one of the one of the things I've always liked about Mysterio is that he he's just kind of a regular guy. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have like anything super like he's not super powerful. He doesn't have any mutant abilities. He's just kind of a guy that knows illusions. You know? Yeah, he has, that, he has a bag of tricks. Yeah, and and his just like mental manipulation. It's just like he doesn't have to fight you. That's the best part. He can just break your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, if he wants to. So. I've always liked him as as a villain. He's a great villain from from the Spider-Man mythos. But uh, one of my favorite Mysterio stories is actually uh, in Daredevil. Mm. Um, uh, Kevin Smith did a fantastic run with Daredevil. Uh, Gosh, this is like in the late 90s. Yeah. Uh, And he teamed up with uh, with artist uh, Joe Quesada, who's now like the Marvel president or something like that. Like he's like, he's high up the food chain. He went up. Yeah. They did, they did a a run. It's called it's called guardian devil. Okay. And, uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's a great Mysterio story, but you don't even know it's a Mysterio story until way later in the game. You you think it's something again, misdirection. You think it's one thing and it turns out to be something else. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm 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 really just excited to see Mysterio on the yeah. big screen. Like that giant fishbowl yeah. fills me with joy. You know, they did justice to the costume, which yeah. is something yeah. that really surprised me because I'm like, how are they going to make the crystal ball head work? <laughs> right. You know, it's like that just looks like dumb in any other context, but in the comic it looked cool. But they did it justice, and I was really happy that they did. No, and we're going to get uh, cool iterations of of Hydro Man and Molten Man as well. You know, oh, kind of. Hmm. Uh, they're kind of th- I don't want to say throwaway villains because that, that is a disservice to them. But they're they're, they're kind of B to C list villains for Spider Man. Yeah, they're kind of just always there, mm-hmm. but you don't really pay them too much attention. Yeah, usually you get you know you get uh, the, the comments I remember when I was a kid was like oh it's like Hydro Man's attacking oh so Sandman I know I'm gonna throw them together and then they can't move go. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're both a puddle. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know Hydro Man especially. I remember him in the '90s cartoon. He was just. He was more annoying than anything <laughs> because it's just like Spider-Man's like, oh, well, how am I going to beat you this time? My webs don't work. Well, I'm going to make a new web compound, and this one hardens with water. So right, like, okay, right, done. right. We're done with this for a while. <laughs> no, and you know, and that, that's fine. I mean, Spider-Man is known for having amazing villains, colorful villains, and you know, a few disposable villains. But they're still yeah. kind of fun and visually yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, you got to have those. And it looks like, uh, at the very least, they, they are being uh, powered up. Yeah. To an extent, I mean, you know, the the, the visuals in the, in this film are from the trailers are, are stunning. What they do with with Hydro Man and, and Molten Man, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be great. But I'm I'm wondering about that too. If that's part of just Mysterio's illusion, I if definitely he, think it's part of his his plan. Like his I'm play. thinking that none of this is actually really even happening. Yeah, so. I I, I, I kind of think it's more of an illusion or some kind of special yeah. effect than it is actually you know Hydro Man yeah. and Molten Man. Oh yeah, no, I, I they're definitely like just callbacks to the characters, yeah. but. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious as to how they're going to play that out because you see even like a scene where it looks like the entire city is just like decimated and he, you know Spider-Man's just walking through. So, I'm really curious as to like if this is just more mental manipulation or what's going on there. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's going to be interesting and you know, you know what? It, it the last Spider-Man film Homecoming is so good. Oh yeah. That um if I'm wrong, I'm wrong and I won't be <laughs> mad about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to have the the rug pulled out from under me. So. Yeah. I, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get a, get a really, really good film out of this. Uh, it, it's gonna drop on July second. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I will be out of the country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I. It'll, it'll be the first thing I do when I get back in the states. Yeah. Is go see Spider Man Far From Home. Sounds good. Which is funny because Spider Man's out of the states too. So it's like I'm gonna be Spider Man this summer. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> if Nick Fury calls, I'm sending him a voicemail. <laughs> And how great is that line, by the way? Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> by the way, again, great lines in that trailer too. Mm-hmm. The the line where he's like, "I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider Man," yeah. and Fury's like, "Bitch, please, you've been to space." <laughs> oh man, yeah, Sam Jackson can do no wrong by my book. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Sam's got to redeem himself a little bit because I, I know that I know how he lost his eye now, and I'm I can't say I'm impressed. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that, but uh, through no fault of his own. <laughs> I, I made a joke with my buddy. I was like, "Fury needs to be strong." this movie because he's lost all credibility oh yeah definitely. he's <laughs> got to bring that all back that's right oh man yeah, it's, it's gonna be a good time all right let's get into um i, I i'm considering it to be like part two yeah of, of of our avengers review like i mentioned previously everybody wants to come in and hang out and talk about avengers and i'm i am more than happy to entertain anybody who'll come over <laughs> here and talk to me about avengers yeah so get uh, Let's just start with your your general overall impressions. I mean, uh, give me your give me your thoughts. Your your what made you happy? What made you sad? 
What did anything make you full of rage? <laughs> no, so definitely, uh, I went through the movie, um, you know, just taking it all in as much as possible. And uh, you know, I actually I agreed a lot with uh, with what Corey, uh, I'm sorry, Cody was saying last time, is that um, yeah, it felt like it was kind of sluggish at the beginning. Uh, that, I think that was my only qualm. It's just like you knew as much stuff as they had to do. And you just really wanted to get to that point, sure. you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know, I, I know this huge thing is coming, but like, I know we have to do all this stuff to get there. And it's just kind of like, not tedious because it was all very interesting, but it's kind of like, you know, your appetizer before the meal, you know, you had to finish all that to get to it. So I, I definitely understand just the whole, uh, you know, building up to that and having to work through it. But honestly, just the, all the callbacks to the previous Avengers movies and, you know, all the Marvel movies just in them time traveling. It was great, you know, fan service, you know, it's just like, okay, you remember this, you remember this, now let's take a different take on it. So I, I thought that was fun, you know, the, the, you know, Captain America in the elevator scene. Yeah, know, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy on, <laughs> you know, picking up the stone, watching Quill just dancing around. <laughs> All that stuff. It was great, you know, just going back and seeing these moments that were iconic, but taken from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So I definitely really liked all of that. But then I, I feel like it really started picking up, you know, halfway to the movie once they finally get the stones and, you know, it goes into the, the, you know, Tony Stark gauntlet. And that's where the movie really starts taking off. So, you know what? I'm going to sound it again just one more time. Uh, spoiler alarm. Red oh, alert. Yeah, yeah no. Just, just for the clarification here. Because, yeah, we're, t we're getting into the details. Oh, yeah, yeah. Number one, keep us on red alert. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, the first, the first hour or so of the film is, um, I mean, it's good. It's mm -hmm. good stuff. But, I mean, they, they set, like, this really somber, serious tone. Oh, yeah. And I, I like it because I, I like having to see these consequences of of them losing of of of, of the snap happening yeah I, so i really really like that but yeah right uh, i i may have mentioned it last week i don't remember or so but no. like after that first hour's up if you haven't gone to the bathroom yet oh, yeah. you're not getting up yeah no it's over yeah because it really picks up once they start <laughs> messing with the time travel and everything yeah you just can't there's not a lot of slow stuff yeah so yeah no definitely i I feel like the first uh, half of the movie, or at least first hour of the movie, really like displayed the actors' acting chops. Mm -hmm. Like you got to see so much emotion just from their expressions. There was almost very little talking in a lot of those scenes. It's just like you know facial expressions. You know the way you know Chris Hemsworth is fidgeting with his fingers. The way you know you got Cap just you know sitting there trying to console Natasha, and you're just like all these like little moments just really display like how well these guys portray their character mm -hmm. and they just really nail that part. So I feel like the first part of the movie really is like, if you want to see these characters at their fullest in this like super, you know, decimated time, that was what that was for. And it really like, builds it up for this triumphant ending. So, so like, I want to, I want to share something with you. Yeah. <laughs> This happened. Uh, um, what day? Is it? Okay, uh, this happened at school yesterday. Okay, I was talking with, with one of my classmates, very nice person. Yeah, and she was telling me how she went to go see Avengers over the weekend. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I, I didn't know you were you were a fan. She's like, I've never seen any of them. <laughs> and I was like, what? Interesting. I was like, yeah, I've never seen another any of the Marvel movies wow. until this one. And I'm like, and you and you liked it? She's like, yeah, I thought it was really good. Hmm. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. 
have I got a treat for you? Yeah. <laughs> go watch the other 21. There you go. Because holy smokes, like you're going to – if you know those those connections that, that they draw on, I mean, yeah. it just enriches your experience. Yeah. But it, I, I thought it, I was really um, really stoked to hear that someone who was going in completely cold, yeah. you know, who didn't know the backstory of the histories with any of the, of the films and everything like that, mm-hmm. was able to enjoy the movie on that level. Yeah. So that was exciting yeah. for me. Yeah, no, I definitely think they do a really good job of making it accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no part in the movie where you're like, oh, why is this guy like that? You know, it's like, sure, like, you know, super spoiler when they all come back at the end. You know, you might not know who some of those characters are or why they're there, but you understand that they're characters that got blinked out, and that's what they've been trying to undo the whole time. Right. So regardless whether or not you know each character, you know why they're there and what they're there for. Mm-hmm. And just knowing each of their backstory just kind of adds to the experience. Yeah, it, it, it was uh, it was it was really interesting to 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 talk to her about this because yeah, again I. Just, I mean, I, I you know, as Marvel super fan, you know, a number one or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I would have thought trying to see that movie would have been really challenging without knowing any of the history. But it's uh, like it's a, it's a testament to a the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then b uh, uh, the screenwriters Marcus and McFeely, yeah. and uh, the the Russo brothers directing it. They they made a movie that apparently. I, I'm wrong about in that you, you don't need to have seen any of the other things. Yeah, it's you apparently you need, you need to see Infinity War <laughs> to yeah. really enjoy the film. That's even more surprising because yeah. it's like you would think that you know the first part of the movie literally addresses the cliffhanger ending of the first one. So I mean, I don't know, and that's crazy. She's I guess one of the few people that's done that. But <laughs> well, she goes to college. She's a smart person. Yeah, so. <laughs> there you go. she can do it. She can put two and two together. Yeah. So I mean that that again that. God, kudos to the to the filmmakers for making yeah. a movie that you, I guess you can just walk into cold. Yes. So right That's on for them. Um, I th- one of the things I didn't get to talk to you too much about with Cody was um, uh-huh. was was uh, the new take on the Hulk. Yeah. What did you think? You know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't opposed to it. I almost had the feeling that they were going to do something like that, especially with how they played his character in Ragnarok, and then how they kind of played his character. In Infinity War, how they were kind of going towards Ragnarok, especially, you know, he kind of had that more kind of funny vibe to him Mm -hmm. and kind of not not so much comic relief, but there were definitely moments of that. Uh, And then even in Infinity War, it was just kind of, you know, funny seeing Bruce Banner without the Hulk, the whole movie, just kind of a fish out of water type thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, I'm here to help the heroes, but I don't have any powers. Luckily, Tony lent him the Hulk buster. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, for for clarification for anybody who may who may not know necessarily what we're we're talking about, you know, uh, in Infinity War, Banner and Hulk have a kind of they're having a bit of a power struggle. Yeah. You know, uh, and and. Banner's not able to bring the Hulk out anymore. Hulk's kind of in hiding after getting his ass whipped by Thanos. Yeah, and and when the film starts, that 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 power struggle is still in, in play. Mm-hmm. But when the movie does that five year time jump, yeah, next time we encounter Banner and the Hulk, in the, in the, in that five years, Banner's figured out how to make the Hulk kind of his bitch in in a sense. Like yeah. he's figured out how to kind of blend the best of all their personalities together. Smart Hulk. So you have Smart Hulk. <laughs> and so you have the big green machine. Yeah. But with, with Banner's uh, cardigan sweaters and, and, and the, you know, there's a black-rimmed, black-rimmed uh, eyeglasses. Yeah. And, you know, my only qualm with that is that I kind of wanted to see how that played out. 
Again, you know, I, I was kind of in the same boat, but boat as you. I really yeah. thought we were going to get some kind of like epic Hulk thing. Yeah, especially where they, when, where they get back together and they, 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 they kind of like renew their partnership, for yeah. lack of a better word. Exactly, because he had that line in Infinity War where he was like, you know, you and me, we got to yeah. have a talk. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I totally thought there was going to be something that happened in Endgame where you're just like, okay, they, they come to an agreement. They're working together now. But – uh, and like I didn't feel so much robbed by it, but I think I would have liked to have seen kind of where that happened or what happened. Yeah, I, I you know, and it, it, for me, I, I mentioned it, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this last week, but the moment where like my my jaw kind of hit the floor was when they do the five year gap. Yeah, because like that was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> no, no, that no. was like oh, oh shit, everything's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, everyone <laughs> in the theater was just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at, at that point. My experience with the, with watching the with with watching the film mm-hmm. kind of changed because I was like I don't know anything now. Yeah, and and so it kind of worked in that regard, and yeah. I kind of liked that that um, that you know we again we we, we said misdirection earlier with Spider Man, yeah. but like we kind of got a little bit of a misdirection with that as well, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't I wasn't mad about it. Yeah, and the fact that it was Smart Hulk um, was a throwback for me personally because when I first was getting into comic books. Uh-huh. Uh, Smart Hulk was was the Hulk. That, that like, when I when I bought a Hulk comic book, that's who I was reading. Mm-hmm. Was was Banner and Hulk merged together perfectly in like a, a symbiosis, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, <laughs> though it was the '90s, so we had a ponytail because you know, of course, it was the '90s. That's what you do. That's what you do in the '90s. You grow <laughs> a ponytail and you get really existential and you know, yeah, drink wine a lot. There you go. Have a. I don't know something fancy. Yeah, some some sort of fancy like goblet. A goblet, maybe. Yeah, goblet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it was kind of a trip. I was like, oh my god, it's like 1992 all over again, and I'm like, yeah. you know, at the comic book store, and I'm 13. <laughs> yep. So it was a, definitely a cool callback. Yeah, it was. It was pretty wild. I, I liked it. It, it, it. And they played it up. Again, Ruffalo kills as the Hulk. Yeah, he's really good. So when they go back in time to to Avengers One and during the the attack of, on New York, mm-hmm. and he has to kind of be. That Hulk, yeah, <laughs> he just kind of like faking it, like oh, phoning. Yeah. He's like, rawr, rawr, just gently uh, tossing. And he like hits a car, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. Which was which was had a great juxtaposition because just before that, we saw that timeline's Hulk, you know, who's all rage smash monster. Yeah, just pick up a car and just beat the holy fuck out of a Chitari. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, <laughs> nope, that guy is definitely dead after that. <laughs> So, so it was again the humor in this movie. Yeah, was, it's the, I, it came out of nowhere, honestly. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I but you know everything. I felt like it hit. You know, there were no humor misses for me. So. Yeah, I, I I was surprised by the level of humor. I was surprised how funny the film was, uh, considering the the, the circumstances. The, yeah, you know, they could have made this like a really heavy film. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of uh, you know. I don't want to necessarily take a shot at DC with this, <laughs> but, but I mean, it could have been like DC a, like, brooding. Yeah. yeah. A lot of like brooding the rain and gritting your teeth. And yeah, it could have easily. Martha, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of that stuff. And, and they, they, they skipped that. They were able to kind of make it still have fun, but it kind of still worked. Mm-hmm. It, it worked because it's, it's what they've done before. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was, I think that was a nice touch. That they were able to kind of keep that consistent fun. Marvel vibe that they've had in all the other films. Yeah, for sure. You know, even when they're doing mystical stuff with Doctor Strange, they're doing cosmic stuff with the Guardians. Yeah. They're able to kind of keep a fun vibe with all of them, even though they're dealing with completely different different topics, different elements, things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, so to see that, that through line stay maintained with this, and 
almost, almost executed flawlessly, to my opinion. Yeah, I don't think I any think joke so. fell flat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so. they were, they, all those lines were great. Yeah, yeah. There was no no bad humor in that movie. It was really well done. Uh, one of the, one of the things I wanted to ask you about because we didn't get to talk about it too much last week was uh, was uh, was Natasha. Yeah, and uh, her decision to to, <sighs> to to sacrifice herself to get the Soul Stone. Yeah, that was that was definitely a moment where I did not know who was going to be at the bottom of that cliff. You know, it was interesting. I, I was a little surprised that Clint was so eager to throw himself off the off, oh, the, yeah. off the cliff. Yeah, no, but Clint off the cliff. There yeah, you go. There that works. <laughs> But yeah, no, definitely. I mean, just the way they were literally fighting <laughs> to sacrifice themselves. It, it was like kind of funny if it wasn't such a somber ending. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be Clint for a while because I'm like, oh, yeah, he, he wants to atone for his sins. You know, like he's been out there just, you know, ruthlessly killing these guys. So to be fair, he's been killing drug dealers. Oh, so yeah. I don't think he's he should feel killing, that bad about he's it. He's been killing bad people, <laughs> right. but not for the right reason. Right. It's not like he's like, uh, you know, he's like a, a Frank Castle gone crazy, just like shooting random jaywalkers. Like that's yeah. against the law, too. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely he's he's killing the worst of the worst mm-hmm. but for the wrong reasons. You know, he's. He's doing it because he feels that it's not fair that his innocent family was snapped out, but they got to live, you know. So he's he's making his own balance in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to kind of atone for going that dark, you know. No, but, I mean, I, I understood why. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I but mean, it, it made for a fun, playful scene. And it, yeah. it, it worked for what we know about those characters, too, which uh, which was really nice. But, you know, Hawkeye and, and, and Black Widow have a history on, on the film. Yeah. Or in, in the film history. God damn it. I can't even talk right. <laughs> they, they, they have a history within the cinematic universe. Yeah. So that, that little battle for who's going to sacrifice and who gets to stay behind. Uh, makes a lot of sense for yeah. those characters. But did Nebula not know the, you know, the Soul Stone required sacrifice? I don't think so because I don't. She never went to Vormir. Uh, I guess so. So that was my thought there. Though it seems like she would have known that her. Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Nebula survives with Tony. She comes to Earth yeah. and basically becomes a, a member of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um. When they decided to implement time travel, yeah, she's part of the time traveling team. But for some reason, I guess because of her knowledge of, of the cosmic stuff, yeah. she goes into space with them. Mm-hmm. And I guess because she's in, I guess, a general proximity to her previous self, yeah, her networks sync up, and yeah. she kind of becomes like Thanos's pawn to a certain extent because he's able to access all of her future memories, uh-huh. so that he knows what's coming up. So she's kind of a spy, even though she's an unwitting spy. Yeah. I feel like she should have known that and possibly disclosed that ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to say because I feel like it was definitely an accidental thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, with the whole time travel thing, I mean, she she's never considered the possibility of herself simultaneously <laughs> occupying the I same suppose, space. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it, it seems like something that just happened kind of accidentally. That's like, oh wow, like our network passwords are the same kind of thing, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, we're, we're syncing up in these regards. But, um, but yeah, just this, the whole, uh, simultaneous, like whatever cloud she's uploading to is, <laughs> it's getting the same stuff, you know? No, but I mean, it, it works out from, for, a, from a story perspective, because I mean, that, that's how we get Thanos back in the picture. Cause you know, yeah. you, you can't just have the Avengers sneaking around and yeah. pulling a fast one on Thanos. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, you gotta get, you gotta get him in the mix somehow. And I guess that was a good way to do it. And then, uh, 
through that, you're able to kind of give yourself a, 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 a Gamora loophole. Yeah. By having a, for lack of a better word, 2014 Gamora <laughs> time travel to the future and now is apparently running amok. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that she should be dead. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of... The time travel stuff is... I'm going to say complicated. Yeah, it's not confusing. It's just complicated. It's just complicated. I don't know. I haven't seen the film enough times to necessarily understand yeah. and, and recall everything that they said. I've read plenty of internet articles, and I'm still not sure everyone's getting it quite right. I feel like we're missing something about yeah. how it's actually done. Because, you know, you get Banner's explanation and Tony's explanation versus... The Ancient Ones. Ancient Ones explanation. And they don't seem to, like, 100% overlap you mm-hmm. know and even stuff that happens in the movie leads you to believe that that's not exactly how it works either no and it, it's it sounds like they've created a lot of different multiple realities which maybe this is something that pays off in spider-man because which yeah they make reference to opening up multiple mm-hmm. dimensions yeah and he literally says the multiverse right so 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 we may get a payoff on this or at least a more of, a, of an explanation in spider-man potentially yeah i hope um, so but one of, the, one of the things i wanted to mention about about that is uh Anyone who, if you haven't seen the film yet, or if you have seen the film yet and you're thinking about this way too much, I recommend stopping. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think this is one of those things that's necessary to necessarily have explained to you so you understand it correctly. I think you just need to kind of accept some of the things they're doing here because, it, it, A, it makes great narrative sense. Yeah. Uh, but it, it really just helps them them bring this picture in, like stick the landing on you know, 22 chapters previous to this. I mean, it, it ties it all together very, very nicely and we yeah. get, we get some great send offs for some great characters. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm trying to, I've been telling myself to stop overthinking <laughs> it too much. Yeah, yeah. But I am looking forward to seeing it some more and trying to understand it. Yeah. I feel like I, I I'm definitely taking the same approach to it. I definitely would like to see it again and kind of just see like, okay, I miss this, this and this, and maybe this makes it make more sense to me. But at the same time, I've kind of like just accepted it's not going to make 100% sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm kind of taking the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, just repeat yourself, it's just a show, and you should really just relax. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and and the time travel in the film makes a certain amount of Marvel comic book history sense. Yeah. Because that kind of all jives with things that they've done in in the comic book lore, which movie guards need to concern themselves with. Yeah. Uh, and And I've said it before, too. There are definitely time travel based shows. Uh, that drive me bananas. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I can't make sense of it, mm. and I think it's. They, they, I feel like they just do things to do things, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but there should be consequences for those things. Yeah, yeah, I'm but, definitely in the same boat. But Avengers is one of those things where I'm I'm willing to kind of let them make their own rules, and, and because we haven't seen time travel before. Yeah, we don't necessarily know their rules, and it sounds like they don't either, which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. They're kind of picking it up as they go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I'm willing to give it that because they kind of outline that the rules are not Back to the Future rules, right? You know, even right. though they end up kind of having the whole Back to the Future type heist in the yeah. movie. Yeah, no, which, which is it's super funny about that. But yeah. uh, the the thing I took away from that from the conversations was that okay, there's there's basically splintering realities. Uh-huh. And, and again, it seems like now that after seeing that Spider-Man trailer, that maybe we're going to see this kind of pay out a little bit more down the road. Yeah, I really hope so. So I'm definitely holding off any more criticisms (laughs) of the time travel because I'm like, wait, 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 this, this, this might be a thing. Yeah. I, what I want to think is that 
their explanation for it wasn't 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. I want it to be like, this is what they thought it would be, but actually they created the multiverse. Right. And, it, you know, again, they, they say it in the movie too. I mean, Banner is doing all this time travel stuff. And he's like, I don't know shit about time travel. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, do, I, I work on gamma rays. Yeah. <laughs> not his area of expertise. Right. So. And I mean, e- even Stark, who helps them develop the technology, I don't think he quite necessarily understands how the flow of time works either. So yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the ambiguous thing. The only one that has like a vague idea seems like the ancient one, you know, and that's really more the mystical approach to it, you know? Well, so. she explained it in a way that made the most sense. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it still doesn't necessarily jive with all the actions of the film. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So, uh, you know, but I'm know. saying just just chill and just enjoy the movie. Just it's Marvel <laughs> movie magic. It's Marvel baby. Just let it happen. <laughs> go for, go along for the ride, and uh, you're gonna like where it takes you. That is for sure. Oh yes. Because uh, I'm not I'm not the first person to say this. You agree. Cody agrees. Yeah. Everyone I talk to has agreed. Marvel sticks the landing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is you know, just everything pays off. <laughs> yeah, the and end of this movie they deliver. is amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to kind of allow <laughs> – I guess I'll have to say I'm giving him a pass to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, because like one, one of my biggest criticisms of, uh, of The Flash on, on CW is like <sighs> their recklessness with time travel. <laughs> and it, has, it just makes no fucking sense anymore. It's just sometimes you have consequences, but sometimes you don't. Well, <laughs> but my problem is, is like, you know what? If you stuck the landing better, maybe I wouldn't care as much. But you guys just yeah, continually fucking yeah. fumble the football. That, that's a bit of a problem for sure. So. <laughs> but yeah. That's kind of my, my my take on the time travel thing. So I don't want to go any down that road any any further. Sure. Yeah. How was your uh, How was your heart? How were your eyes <laughs> uh, when when Tony Tony uh, passes on from this oh, world to the man, next? That that whole that whole battle. <laughs> the whole battle is incredible. Yeah, I know. There was at least two or three sets of tears throughout that movie. Um, I know one of them was when Peter comes back mm-hmm. for sure. And mm-hmm. he first sees Tony. You mean Peter Parker, not Peter Quill? No, not Quill. <laughs> Quill, uh, he, he, I mean, I don't know. He didn't really have much of a returning vibe to him. It was kind of like, oh, now you're back. You know, it was, fun- I-, I thought it was pretty funny that he comes back with that look on his face and I'm just like, Hey putts, you're, you're the reason why we're here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm still not that happy with you right now. So. <laughs> But no, Peter Parker, yeah, when he comes back and he's talking to Tony and Tony's just like, you know, shut up and get over here, you know, basically with that look on his face, you're just like, yeah, that was definitely a tear moment right there where Mm -hmm. it's like all this time, basically this whole thing had been for Peter, you know, because he wanted, you know, the, the thing that inspired him to actually take them up on helping them with the time travel was seeing his picture and that guilt that he felt from, you know, failing him. And a uh, a great moment. Yeah. Nice quiet moment with Tony Stark at his house. He's doing dishes, which seems like the most un Tony Stark thing he could be doing. Right. Yeah. And he he sees the picture of him and Peter Parker and it's a funny, cute photo. And yeah, yeah, you know, like he's been, he's thinking about things. He has been, that has, that has never left his mind, you know, as happy as he is with his new life, with his daughter and everything. And that, Oh, I'm sorry. I I cut you off a little bit there. I was going to say, um, I definitely got the impression, and I think maybe the film undersold this a little bit, Uh but I feel like time travel was something that Tony had been working on prior to Steve Mm -hmm. widow and, and, and uh, Ant-Man showing up at his house. 
And then they gave him just enough information for him to figure it out the rest of the way. Yeah. I mean, that, well, that was my take on it because the way he explained to him, the reasons it wouldn't work sounded like a guy who had considered this. Yeah. And then when he does figure it out and he's talking with pepper, it definitely sounds like, okay, this isn't news to her. Yeah. This has been something he's been monkeying around with for the last five years. She didn't seem as shocked as she, right. She would have been. Yeah. She wasn't like time travel. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, it was just kind of like, Oh, okay. Like, you figured it out today. <laughs> because why not? Yeah, I mean, what else, is he, what else is he doing right now? He's not wearing a company. Yeah, there you He's go. He's not you know, fighting crime anymore. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, it was definitely a, definitely a good one. Let me ask you about Cap. Yeah. And, and the, the conclusion of Captain America's mm-hmm. time. Were you, were you surprised that he didn't come back? I mean, I kind of felt that it was going to happen as soon as he saw Peggy when he went to the past. As soon as I saw how how he was just there, like looking at her, I'm like, now he has his out. You know, he has the opportunity to do what he'd always been wanting to do. And that's kind of stop being the fish out of water and go back to the life that he once had. Mm -hmm. So and for him, you know, even though it was what, like (laughs) 30 years after when he left. Yeah. So so he goes back and stays in the 70s, right? He's in the 70s, which is still 30 years after the 40s. right? Right. Because, I mean, well, I mean, it it doesn't really say if he went back to the 70s, but we see the scene at the end where he's dancing with her, and that looks to be roughly around the same time period, right? Otherwise, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of confusing. It doesn't really say It's, it's not clear when he goes back. Cause, no. I mean, he, I mean he, it sounds like he had enough pin particles to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, so it's it's possible he went back to the 40s also, but... um. Which, which also makes you think now there's two caps in that timeline. So I was going to ask you about that too. <laughs> and and, and, and um, how do you think that works out? That is a good question. I, I mean, mean th- does Cap just lay low and let history happen? I kind of feel like it. I mean, maybe, and maybe that's why he's there at the end, you know? But the it's, other thought I had, yeah. and maybe I'm crazy, <laughs> but by him going back... And staying, does he splinter off into another reality at that point? Because that way it maintains the timeline as it was. You know, it should have. But the fact that he was there at the end kind of throws that all off. Like, by You're their right. logic, it's how it should have been. He shouldn't have been there at the end. Okay. Because he should have gone back to a different time, and that timeline would have been his future, right? Right. But that shouldn't have affected, according to their logic, it shouldn't have affected everything within their timeline. But the fact that he's there means that it does. That was the one thing I couldn't reconcile. It's like yeah. I couldn't reconcile how he's there to give the shield to, to Sam. Yeah. Like, by their logic, it should have just been he blinked out and he never came back. And, you know, Sam and Bucky kind of give each other a look like, okay, yeah, we knew he was going to do that kind of thing. And that's where it should have ended. And, yeah, you could cut back to the Peggy scene, but he shouldn't have been there. Unless something happens. And, again, this is all speculation made up yeah. on my part. <laughs> to justify things and make a, a great movie even better. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, maybe in this, like, splintered reality that he's in, maybe he finds a, you know, he's probably friends with, with the Stark still. Yeah. Maybe he'd still be friends with you. Maybe time travel's a bit more plausible there. Dimension hopping may be a thing. Yeah, I mean... We, I don't know. We, we <laughs> I don't also know. have totally that, guessing. that explanation, too, where it's like, <laughs> maybe he time-traveled again to get back to that timeline. Yeah, you know, I, who, knows? You know, who knows? But um, but yes. I'm I'm willing to let it happen because again the, the the payoff for these characters is so strong yeah and you know uh, I love the way the scene plays out 
because it, Steve goes away, Steve doesn't come back, and they're like, what happened? And then you see old Steve. Yeah. And, and you have that great scene with, with mostly Sam, but, you know, Buck's part of it, too. Yeah. Which is nice. And, and it's, it's, it's an emotional moment, the, the handing off of the shield. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Wilson, I think I said it before, but Sam Wilson has been Captain America in the comics. Yeah, in the this comics. Is a, this is, That's a thing. This yeah. has been preordained. Yeah, yeah, this was supposed to happen. Yeah, this, this is definitely a thing. And, uh, you know, so it's a great, beautiful, touching thing, the passing of the shield, the, you know, yeah. the Captain America will never die. It will never die. Yeah. But Captain America is going to be a new 21st century Captain America, more representative of, of more people. Yeah. And it, it's beautiful and wonderful. And I love it, love it, love it so much. I forgot where I was going. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Anyways, it's a great fucking scene. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about the logics there, but I love the way that it, it then goes back. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going to go. I, yeah. You get that great scene, and then it goes back to young Cap in you know in in the timeline. Yeah, dancing with Peggy. With Peggy. Yeah, getting the dance, getting the kiss. Credits. Yeah, I I was about to feel robbed if it literally ended on him saying like, no, I don't think I'm going to tell you about it, and then just never explained it. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> But I'm really glad it went back, and I'm like, okay, I can breathe again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I guess that's probably one of the things that I like the most about the film is I love the way that it wraps up certain characters. I think, yeah, it's a bummer that, that Tony dies, obviously, but I think it, it's a great transition for, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We, we've, yeah. we've heard talk that from, in Phase 4 going forward, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel is going to be the... The impetus, the, the the driving force yeah. of the next wave of Marvel films. And I think that's fantastic. And it definitely seems like they're, they're going to go in that more um, diverse version of the characters from here out, which I think is, again, going to be fantastic because it's doing something that Marvel Comics mm-hmm. has, has, has struggled with recently. You know, yeah. as, as, as much as they will try to be diverse and to be all-inclusive, they are uh, hobbled yeah. by... The, the the hardcore fans who want Tony, who want Steve, who want yeah. you know Man Thor, yeah, <laughs> you know who want like the, the classic iterations of their characters and are, are a bit resistant to uh, Riri Williams as Ironheart or mm-hmm. or resistant to Sam as Cap, yeah, and you know uh, uh, Jane Aust- Jane Foster was Thor for a while, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's, so these they do these things in the comic and they're really great, but they don't have it, the they don't stick. Yeah, you know the, just, the new movies come out, and Marvel has to go back to to, to the characters everyone knows and loves. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe this is finally a chance that with the cinematic universe moving forward in this direction, yeah. maybe the comics can finally do it too. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I mean, can you re- can you retire Cap and Iron Man in the comics? Like, uh, is that gonna is that gonna work? That that's that's definitely a tough thing because it's. I like, know I know we're I know we're, I know we're splitting off from the movie now in into comic book talk. Oh yeah, but no, I'm just I'm just kind of curious what you fun. think. Yeah, no, it's it's always a hard thing because you know you have these people that have just they've grown up with this character. It's always been this character, and the stories they want to read about is that character. So sometimes they feel alienated when it kind of changes to a different character. But you know, I, I feel like a lot of it, you know, I know they want to become more inclusive, more diverse with their cast, and that's definitely like a great applaudable thing. And I think people just in general find offense more so that they're just changing the character because I felt like for example when 
Batman instead of Bruce Wayne. It was Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of pushback for that too. Maybe not on the same level, but then again, it was a different time also. You know, we didn't have as much uh, crazy internet culture as we have nowadays. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I, I was there when, 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 uh, in the aftermath of, of Nightfall, when, yeah. when Bane broke Batman's back, uh-huh. I, I stuck around for, for the, the crusade stuff with yeah, uh, Jean-Paul Valley, yeah, as, you know, Azrael. the former Azrael as, as, as Batman. Mm-hmm. And people were losing their shit. Yeah. And, I mean, I was young back then, but even even I knew, like, that wasn't, like, permanent. Like, yeah. you knew Bruce was coming back at some point. Yeah, and is that something, I, I guess it's just something where it's like, is this just another like phase? I think people are worried that they want to make it permanent. And maybe that's just kind of a fear that people have because a lot of these characters, they're, they're great characters. And I think people just don't want them to feel like shoehorned in, you know, Mm -hmm. they want it to feel like a natural transition. I, I very much feel like cap, going from Steve to Sam is a very natural transition. You know, they've always worked together, been close friends, and it's just kind of a natural passing of the torch in that regard. And, you know, I'm not too familiar with the other stories, so I can't really say how how well it's uh, it's passed on, you know, from one character to another. Uh, I know the whole uh, female Thor was huge when it first happened, you know, but I wasn't following it too much, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know... Uh, you know how it happened or why it happened and uh, I just remember seeing on the shelves a female Thor I'm like huh that's that's different <laughs> well the, it, it Thor was a little bit trickier in the comics because they they simplify Thor quite a bit for the films and I okay. think it was a good decision to do that yeah but you know Thor in the comics was like a lot of other superheroes he had a secret identity he had a human identity yeah and it was too two people kind of melded together. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like Firestorm is, if, yeah. if that makes any sense for, for DC fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that wasn't going to fly with what, what Marvel wanted to do in the films. So they just yeah. kind of omitted that, and like Thor was just Thor. Which is, yeah, definitely. I agree. It's a, it was a good idea to do that. So, yeah, so trying to explain why Jane Foster became Thor is a little complicated. And, oh, and I see. We, we might be a separate show. Okay. <laughs> when, we, when, we get, when we get, like, super nerdy and just do, like, the, the comic, book, comic book episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd like to hear about that one, because there's so many storylines that I'm just like, oh, this sounds interesting, but, you know, getting into it's definitely yeah. going to be a debacle. So, so no, I... I I think it's going to be super interesting what what uh, what comes next with Marvel. And like I said, we've got a, a little tease yeah. with that Spider-Man. Um, but the the future still looks bright for those guys. Yeah, you know, I think you know, so. You know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. And, and, and Chris Evans are, are definitely out, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, but I that's going to be one or the other. It but still looks like the future's strong, though, for him. Yeah, no, definitely. There's there's no uh, no downside on this one. And, it, and you know, there's a possibility that, that maybe Chris Hemsworth isn't done with Thor. Yeah, which is fun. Which is great as the uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy. The As Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> fucking brilliant. Yeah, I'm like I'm really curious as to how Guardians Three is going to be. Like, I I mean I'm, I'm I'm they have to make that announcement. Like Chris Hemsworth in oh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy oh, he, Three, he's right? Be. Like I don't think there's going to be like well unless you know after Guardians but for now I think it's going to be Thor in Guardians I mean give me more of, of him and Quill just going back and forth <laughs> I'll watch that movie all day just trying to one up each other <laughs> in security versus just <laughs> so I want to oh, you know what I want to I want to share a vision that I had alright <laughs> Not the vision, but a vision. Not exactly. <laughs> Again, this is. Um, I apologize. This is, we're we're diverging a little bit from from Avengers Endgame talk. But, Bunch of time. But yeah. So I had a, a vision 
of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh-huh. with Thor, with Chris, with Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's the same person. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> With Thor, with Peter Quill. Okay. Okay? In Infinity War, uh-huh. Quill makes the comment after uh, after Drax and Rocket are, are calling him fat, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that he's going to get a bow flex. Yeah. My oh. vision <laughs> I know where you're is going. Peter and Thor working out on a Bowflex uh, to open the film. That would be great. <laughs> just like having him like, you know, obviously time would have passed and they're just both working out kind of like trying to one up each other. Exactly. And, and that's how Thor is back in shape. Yes, that's how that's how uh, Thor gets back in shape and they're, they're really ripping hope. each other on the Bowflex. <laughs> I hope this comes to fruition. I would really That's like what I want to see. And I'm sure James is going to be like, no, nah, I got something way better. Don't worry. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but something along awesome. those lines would be great. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love callbacks to throwaway lines. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I do too. Best. I do as well. Yeah. So, well, I th- awesome. th- you know what the funny part about that is is like there's so many of those moments that you know uh, they were they were great lines in the movies. Yeah, but we didn't know they were going to resonate so much. Mm-hmm. And so I, again, th- that film is just flawlessly executed. Yeah. Um, one other. Let me go back to Cap real quick. Yes. Yes. One other thing I wanted again. Gross speculation on our part, <laughs> but I how so? Caps returning to Infinity Stones. Yeah, how does that conversation with Red Skull go? Yeah, I was actually <laughs> curious about oh, that. Uh, oh, hey, guy, <laughs> what you doing here? Oh man, yeah, that I mean, he's got to give it back to him, right? And like, how do you give back the Soul Stone? I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming it's like a you know uh, the you know no refund policy. You, think, right? <laughs> you can return it, but you're not getting your money back. Yeah, yeah, which is fine, but it's like you so get store credit just, only. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is good for one new stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you're gonna get. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe the the Black Widow movie has been confirmed. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, maybe. Maybe Steve did do something to get Natasha back. We don't know. It would be interesting if that was the consequence of him returning the Soul Stone. Now, do you think the Red Skull is a physical presence, or is he more like ethereal, ghostly? I mean, it's it's hard to justify him being physical, just because you know he does kind of float. He yeah, he's just kind of floating around, and you know he he's basically just a, a glorified ghost yeah. at that point. Because I, I in, in my in my mind. I, I kind of hope he still has like, at least some kind of physicality to him. Some sort so of that face when, to punch. Yeah, so that when Cap gets there, you can just punch him right in the mush and drop the stone in his unconscious body and just walk away. That's kind of how I wanted uh, it to play that would out. That would be great. But, I mean, because Cap wouldn't even know it's Red Skull, right? No one would have told him. No, I don't, I don't think unless, he knew that was coming. Unless Hawkeye told him, but... Yeah, but I, I, Hawkeye probably doesn't have know the connection there, necessarily. He's yeah. probably like, hey, there's a red guy there. And he's like, oh, <laughs> Whatever. okay. Yeah, I, I would very much like to have seen that conversation. <laughs> Me too. I hope there's like a rad deleted scene or like you know how Marvel was doing those uh, those extended scenes they they would throw like the DVD releases. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was like a, those little five minute skits or whatever almost. <laughs> that would have been great. That would be a great one to see. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, maybe you, you could get uh, Evans back in the suit for that for for like a day or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would that would uh, entertain me endlessly. <laughs> that is true. All right, I think. I feel like I've gotten everything I want out of, uh, of Avengers Address. What, 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 what am I missing? What do you got? Oh, what should we talk about? I mean, the most hype moment for me and par- for probably everyone was uh, Cap just picking up the hammer. You know, yeah, it was just, so great. It was just, oh man, just the way he like wielded it, doing like the thunder cracks off his own shield and stuff. Right? And just, it like literally just like, 
oh man, it was it was the greatest scene. Like a boss with that like, hammer. Yeah, that was just where everybody lost it in the theater, and I was just like, like I don't think I have been that hype in a long time. So it was it was definitely a very good scene. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I I'm repeating myself on this, but like I'm not that guy who goes to the movie theater and like hoots and hollers and screams yeah. and claps and stuff like that. Oh no, me neither. But, but I was during that. But I did, <laughs> and I regret nothing. Yeah, dude, that that itself was was worth price of admission alone. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then I got I got the payoff I wanted. Yeah. When he says uh, you know Avengers assemble, which oh. I was like. Like they gotta do this, right? They like it's gotta to. happen. And it was so well done. <laughs> and it's so well done. I'm just like, oh my god! Like honestly, I became so much more of a Cap fan after that movie. They they really did the character justice. Like I've always been more of an Iron Man fan, but I think that I hear that a lot. Actually, I've always been Team Cap. Which yeah, is, which is interesting. I think it may have pushed me more towards Cap. Mm-hmm. Like just that movie alone. And, and that's like, not a slight at Robert Downey Jr. No, Jr. and Iron Man. I've just. I guess, I mean, growing up, I was just read the Captain America comics more than yeah. I read Iron Man comics. Iron Man comics were a bit, um, I don't want to say boring, but they weren't, they weren't, they weren't my cup of tea when I was a kid. They were a little, yeah. little stale. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't into like the whole Iron Man's my bodyguard. That was always weird to me. Like yeah. Cap was just Cap. Yeah. No. And, and don't get me wrong. Cap had plenty of low points when I was starting out with comics too. I mean, they turned him into a werewolf for Christ's sake. <laughs> like there, there are plenty of disasters wow. in Cap's history yeah. <laughs> when I was reading those comics. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, definitely. I guess you could say he finally became worthy. <laughs> so, so um, someone tried to. I, I don't know if you've seen this argument pop up on the internet. What's that? Uh, uh, and I, I'm, I'm curious your take on it. But someone tried to tell me, tell me, <laughs> like I don't know nothing. They tried to tell me that in Age of Ultron, uh-huh. when, when Cap goes to pick up the hammer and it budges, uh-huh. that Cap knew that he could lift it, but he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to hurt Thor's feelings. Nah. No. He, he that's wasn't. garbage, right? Yeah, <laughs> you no you with me on that? that that's, that's a different... No. That's hot garbage. Because it, like, it barely moved. Right. No, it was... No. No. It, it just... It's, it's not right. Because he, he wasn't worthy of it yet. In everything that had happened since Ultron, he had become the perfect form of himself. Right. And he was now worthy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that 100%. Otherwise, it's, I, it's just a cop-out. I, I, was, I, was, I, I just looked at this person. I was like, wait, what, what fucking reality are you living in <laughs> where that's what you inferred from that scene? Like, what fucking movie did you watch? That, yeah, that is such a, like an interesting take on it. <laughs> like, I'm actually like very like, huh, that's, I'd never really thought of it because why would you? It's but, insane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I don't think that's it at all, but it's, it's an interesting inference, but uh, that's, I no, feel like that's, 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 that's one of those things like, like putting your own shit on a movie. Even I though think there's so. no evidence to it whatsoever. I think you're projecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you hate Thor. You're jealous of his sexiness <laughs> and you want him to be insecure. You see those locks? You can't have that. You can't have that. Are you kidding me? Oh, glorious man, Chris Hemsworth. You know, speaking of Chris Hemsworth, yeah. I'm not 100% sold that uh, the new Men in Black International will be a great film. Yeah. But I will watch it because I, I think Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tessa Thompson are fantastic. So I'm oh, yeah. hoping that they pull it together. I hope so. I mean, they've, they've worked together already. So, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm definitely going to see that one too. Um, it feels like it's going to be a lot more uh, testing Chris Hemsworth uh, comedy chops because it's definitely action comedy. That's mm-hmm. always been Men in Black. But uh, 
yeah, I'm curious to see it. He, he's a funny guy for sure. Um, I didn't so much like how bluntly humorous his character was like in the Ghostbusters remake. Right. But, um, I mean, he had his funny moments, but it, it did seem like very much like super like. It, it was a little over the top. It was, yeah, a, it was a little much. Yeah. Just super like simplistic. Like, oh, yeah, I'm covering my eyes instead of my ears type thing. But. Yeah, no, I definitely think he has the the humor chops. And, you know, you just see his, like, interviews in, you know, on TV and on the Internet and stuff. And everything he says is, you know, just super charismatic. And, you know, he, he's got a good sense of humor about it, even in the interviews. So I'm I, convinced that he and I would be best friends. I think so, too. So, I, think, I think he'd be sitting right across from us at the table with uh, booming rollers in hand. You know, for a while, I was tagging him on a lot of things when I was going out. And I was like, just, <laughs> hey, Chris, meet me here, bud. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get a brew. We'll make it happen. You know, I, if he's losing weight, we don't have to have beer. We can go out and get a, get a salad. Yeah. Well, he can get a salad. I'll, can, I'll, yeah. I'll have something else. I don't think you do green. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, he'd have his stein. He'd shatter it, say another, and be ready for action. And speaking of which, I mean, I... I if you're going to invite a Marvel superhero out to hang out with, right? I, as a beer drinker, you got to invite Doctor Strange. Yeah. Unlimited refills. He just <laughs> cup is filled. That's pretty great. That's a good power to have. Yeah, it's interesting though because He's like a bottomless uh, keg. <laughs> I wonder how uh, his Thor's palate changed because he went from drinking uh, what looked to be like steinable beer mm-hmm. to drinking stouts. <laughs> was so yeah there were definitely a lot of empty stout kegs outside so i'm like okay he's uh his palate his you know you know part of me wondered (laughs) and again i just in the back of my mind yeah again i don't want to put my shit on anybody (laughs) but i kind of wondered if that was a shot at aquaman oh maybe (laughs) it might have been might have been because it was, it was almost even like a similar style town that they were in. Right. Everything was very similar. And, you know, Aquaman and Jason Momoa in real life is a huge Guinness fan. Yeah, that's And true. so I wondered if he's like taking shots, like, hey, you keep drinking those Guinness, you're not going to look like, <laughs> like Aquaman for long. I don't I don't know. Again, this is just like my mind that, kind of wandering. A, that's interesting. I, I would have never made the connection. But, yeah, no, it's, it's funny. That's definitely, I know he's a huge fan of that, so... It's possible. Hey, more heroes drinking beer. I'm a fan. I, I <laughs> can't argue with that. Yeah, it looked uh, local independent, so <laughs> there was no labels on it. We're a fan. <laughs> Skull. That's all that matters. Uh, let me transition here. Let's get off Avengers. I, I think we kind of hit everything, right? I think we hit the main points, yeah. I'm sure I'll think of something after we turn it off, but that's fine. <laughs> no worries. Uh, you're not watching Game of Thrones. No, no. Never really caught on with me, but uh, I feel like you guys' recaps have kept me in the know enough. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get into like a super in-depth recap, but uh, for anyone, again, I'm going to hit the alarm. Spoiler, the spoiler alarm. And I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to kind of summarize my feelings after watching uh, this past week's episode, episode number four sure. of season eight. And it, that is... Uh, Daenerys Targaryen, you are blowing it. <laughs> like, my God. Uh, a, a friend of mine said it this way. I don't know if she came up with this on her own or if, if she found this on the internet or something like that. But it's like, you had a three dragon lead and you are down to one. It's <laughs> like, pretty bad. Like, I don't know what bullpen she's in, but it's <laughs> terrible. They are blowing this game for her. And she needs to get her shit together if she's going <laughs> to hang on for two more episodes. Yeah. You are in trouble, girl. Step it up. That's all I'm going to say about that. And get your Starbucks cup off the set. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> Definitely saw that one. That's funny. Unfortunate week for Game of Thrones as far as, far as that goes. Yeah, that's that's so weird. It's such a small little thing. Like, 
clearly somebody was just drinking their coffee on set, right? And just forgot to take it off. Yeah, and it's been in for. Uh, I, I I was watching a, a, a Conan O'Brien last night. Had a yeah. Liam Cunningham who's on the show, who's, uh, okay. Sir, Sir Davos. Um, and they they of course they had they had to make a joke about it. They had yeah, to talk about it a little bit. Uh-huh. And uh, did he say whose it was? <laughs> <laughs> You just kind of inferred that too much coffee has been happening a lot on that set. Oh, but, I see. Yeah. I mean, they, they made fun of it, and I think you kind of have to. I mean, sure. I, I, uh, I kind of part of me kind of hopes that uh, HBO will go back and like, digitally erase it. They easily could if they wanted. Yeah. To so I mean, there, there's ways to fix these things. I mean, but I mean, there's kind of been some gaffes in the editorial with that show recently. There really? was a, there was a thing last season where uh, in the background you can see like a truck. <laughs> really? <Wow. laughs> like a, a very distant background. I mean, you had to really be paying close really close attention. But still, it's like small little things like that are slipping through the cracks, yeah. and I'm getting a little concerned. I'm actually actually I should, I should say I'm getting a lot concerned uh, that with two episodes left, they have so much ground to cover still yeah. that I'm not sure they can stick the landing the way Marvel did. I'm getting very very nervous. There's only two episodes left. Two episodes left. Wow. I mean, oh. they're they're going to be long ones. I think they're 80 minutes a piece. Okay. So they're they're kind of like oh, mini movies almost. Half, sure. But, but still, that seems like a a lot to pack in. There's a lot to cover still. I mean, we'll see mm-hmm. how it all plays out. I, I, I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic, I believe, but I have become extremely nervous uh, that ever since they ran out of source material, mm. they, they've been a little, like, they know where they're going, but they're not quite sure how to get there. Yeah. I mean, ha- I'm sure George R. R. Martin's been advising them, right? They, he, they, they have notes from him. Okay. Uh, but I guess, I guess they, I watched the thing on, uh, actually, right before you came over, I was watching the thing on, uh, on YouTube, they, it was a 60 Minutes extra clip, because I guess... Uh, they were interviewing George R. R. Martin about about the show ending and how yeah. it's kind of, you know, how's it going to be different from the books? Because you still have two books to write. Yeah, which is crazy to think. Yeah, right? And they talk about that for a little while, too. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to go down this road again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah so I, I guess the, the TV show people have his overall notes for the big characters, for the main characters. Yeah. But they don't have details on how, like, the smaller Story characters wise. finish up. Okay. So, like, there's going to be... When, they, when all said and done, there, there's going to be two different versions of Game of Thrones out there, mm. which is kind of already the case because there's a lot, there's a lot in the books that they don't do anyways. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, it's been pretty faithful. Yeah. You know, and that that's actually something actually very similar to the way, uh, like, you know, Japanese manga and anime work. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times the anime, like, picks up on a popular manga and, you know, the manga will be released, you know, every month or every few months or something. And then the anime is like every week. And then they get to a point where it's like, oh, no, we're passing the manga. We either have to create a bunch of filler or start doing our own stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff like uh, one called Full Metal Alchemist that kind of went its oh, own direction. Yeah. <laughs> or like Helsing, which also did something similar where they actually have some where the anime takes a different route than the manga did. And then the manga finishes up. And then they kind of redo it, but based on the manga. So it's, it's definitely an approach that I've seen before. And usually the uh, the anime approach is the lesser liked of the two. And then you'll see that the one that's actually more the faithful adaptation of the written work is the one that people tend to like more. So if this takes that approach, that's going to be unfortunate. <laughs> but... Uh, but I could definitely see them kind of redoing or rebooting it in the future when the entire series is done, and uh, maybe maybe even Game of Thrones movies, you know, in the future. So kind we'll of see. the opposite we'll see. of Lord of the Rings approach, where they went from movies to TV shows. Right, but, right, right. But yeah, no, it's possible. Um, 
Well, I mean, Game of Thrones isn't going away necessarily because HBO is priming up a bunch of spinoffs, or at least at least one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may even be three still in development. I'm not oh, wow. 100% sure, but like, there's going to be more Thrones happening. That's crazy. But yeah, there'll be, there'll be a nice gap from the main story and everything. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm about to wrap it up, but I kind of want to know what you're watching on TV. What are you liking right now? What are you enjoying? Uh, well, Lucifer comes out today. Lucifer so, on the yes, Netflix now. On Netflix now. So they, you know, they saved Lucifer. The whole hashtag. I was part of that. That was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's probably the show that I've fought the most for, just to try to get back because it it ended on such a cliffhanger where you're like, no, it can't end like this. So yeah, I'm super excited to see that back tonight. I'm not sure if they're doing weekly episodes or if they're just releasing a bunch of. I mean, it's Netflix, so they'll probably just drop them all, right? Possibly, yeah. If they if they take the you know like Daredevil approach and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but I know sometimes they do like weekly episodes. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, definitely going to take my time with that one though. That's that's a series that I'm super into. You're a big um, fan of the of the DC universe. Yeah, uh, you you have the app, the, the subscription service. Yeah, yeah, I've been checking out a few comics on there. Now that they've added them, they finally did the the uh, adding the backlog. So everything on there from a year ago is now on there. No, I've been I've heard a couple of rumors that I guess there was some kind of acquisition, and people are and I guess like the new owners of DC and Warner Brothers are trying yeah. to decide if they want to keep that service. Available. Have you been hearing much about this? I've been hearing about that too, and I'm a little worried about it considering apparently they cut short the filming of Swamp Thing. Right. An episode. It went from like like 12 or 13 episodes down to 10. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which uh, launches at the end of the month, the 31st, I believe. So keep keep an eye out on that one. That one's going to be good. But um, I'm excited for Swamp Thing. But yeah, I'm a little worried that if that goes away, then. I mean, it's such a good resource, and I just feel like not a lot of people are tapping into it. For, you know, obvious reasons, if you're not a huge DC or comic book fan, there might not be a lot of value in it for you. It might kind of be a niche thing where you're like, okay, yeah, I can watch all the old Batman, Superman movies or cartoons or whatever. But once you're done with that, maybe you might hop off, you know, if you're not consistently reading comics or really into the new animated stuff they're doing, it might not be your cup of tea. So... I mean, I, I think the app has a ton of potential, or the the app, the the platform has a ton yeah. of potential, but they need to make it more app friendly. They need to get it on, you know. Uh, it needs to be on everything. It needs to be on everything, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like it's like Sony, Xbox, Amazon's, yeah, Roku's. The, the fact that it's not on the PS4 or Xbox, I think. Yeah, it's. Uh, I it's, think that's a, a, a huge disservice to the platform. Yeah, yeah, that seems like an easy thing that they missed, so... They need to get it more universal. They need to make it as easy as possible for you to just have it in your face. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't. I don't want to see the platform go away. I. I am um, as big a Marvel, Marvel, Marvel fanboy as, as I am. Marvel zombie as I am. Uh, I am also a substantially large DC fan. So I'd, yeah. I, I. I enjoy the platform. I haven't get, been able to take advantage of it, but school wraps up next week, and go. I'm going to have the summer. I'm going to be watching Titans. I'm going to be watching New Patrol. I'm going to be watching ah, Swamp yes. Thing. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to, to getting a chance to kind of de- delve more into it. Yeah. And they fun. are, you know, like you said, they are finally starting to kind of get to the point where, like, I can look at it on different things. Yeah, yeah, finally. <laughs> you know, I can get it on my phone and, and, and kind of play with it a little bit that way. Yeah. Uh, so they really need to step that up, though, because, uh, again, I, if, if you can't be on Xbox and play, you know, PlayStation 4, you're missing a huge, huge yeah. audience. Yeah, they need to just make that universal and mm-hmm. as easy as possible because people don't want to have to fumble through this or that to try to get to it so no i agree and uh while i'm talking about dc i'm going to mention something too i'm working um 
one of my classes uh, at San Diego State this semester, my final paper that I'm working on for this class uh, will be a project involving, uh, well, the, the, the center point of it is, uh, is uh, DC Comics' uh, Blackest Night event. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, so Green Lantern and Zombies is yeah. what I'm writing about. And uh, yeah, I'll let you guys know how that turns out. <laughs> yeah, I'd really like to take a read on that when you're done. So. It's going to get weird. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Uh, and I'll be working that all weekend long. Very nice. <laughs> Speaking of DC Zombies, have you heard of the new uh, Deceased series? It's kind of the uh, oh the, the 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 deceased or whatever yeah deceased yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if you've taken a look at that at all but it looks interesting I haven't taken a look at it but I'm kind of curious I think I I think I might have pre ordered uh, the first couple of issues but I yeah. haven't had time to read a damn thing lately so yeah, yeah it's possible that they are in a box <laughs> in my apartment I might already own them <laughs> yeah I may already own them but I've I've, I've I haven't opened my comics lately because I don't want to get distracted from finishing my schoolwork. Yeah, yeah, you best finish. School. I am easily distracted. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm, I'm again. I may have mentioned it last week. I mean, I shuffled like four days worth of, of things I had to do for school around <laughs> so that I could go see Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely. So yeah, I had some some commitments to take care of, and I feel uh, you. Uh, but I'm in the home stretch. Yeah, Just, you know, this week and next week, and then I'm is kaput, and Good. then I have the summer to to have fun again. To eat, drink, and be merry. It'll be amazing. <laughs> let me let me plug two more things uh, real quick. Yeah, uh, uh, Killing Eve is on. I think they just finished season or episode four of this season. That show's phenomenal. Watch it if you're not watching it. It's amazing. It's only two seasons in. They're eight episodes apiece. You can crush through it. It's so addictive and so fucking relentlessly entertain, entertaining. And and I started watching uh, the the What We Do in the Shadows FX series. Okay. Which I don't know if you've seen the film. No. Oh, it's 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 the original like uh, Taika Waititi film from New Zealand. Oh, really? That got him kind of like on the map as far yeah. as like a you know comedic force. Okay. And so there's an FX series that Taika is involved. Jermaine Clements, the other guy from the film as well, he's involved in the show too. It's a uh, it's it's <laughs> it's fucking funny. It's a great show. It's on <laughs> FX. Uh, it's probably streaming somewhere as well. There's probably, probably I think FX has an app too. Okay. Or you can probably pick them up off Amazon, too, depending on how your service providers work. But, yeah, that is a great stuff. Yeah, that sounds So like I want to plug those shows real quick. Otherwise, uh, anything else, Roger, for the people? Uh, the good, kind people who are nice enough to listen to this fine, quality program? Uh, no, just thank you for listening, as always. I think that's the best <laughs> way to put it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, follow with us on the social medias. I'm going to put those on the notes if you need them. Otherwise, we're going to wrap it up and uh, close up shop for the day. I hope we'll be back next week. Hopefully. And we'll, we'll find something else cool to talk about for a bit. We shall indeed. All right. Uh, I love you. <laughs> I said that to Roger and to the listeners, just for the record. <laughs> it was a polygamous amour. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions!